Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who just five years into my legal career found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. So that I didn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided it was time to redefine success from the inside out. Fast forward a few years and it worked. I had a thriving legal career balanced with a fulfilling life. What I learned is that you can achieve the success you want without sacrificing yourself in the process. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Want to go solo or start your own law firm and yet you haven't yet done it? Do you know you want, or maybe need out of necessity, to pivot to another practice area, yet you haven't done it yet? You keep thinking on it. You're a planner. You want to make sure you've thought of everything. It's just not time. Maybe you feel like, you know what? One day soon, one day in the future, but not yet. I'm not ready. I'm certain you have very good, very specific reasons. Maybe you even have some things you believe you must first accomplish before you can actually set out on that path. How do you know, though, whether these are real or whether you're actually ready to get started right now? Today, we're going to talk about how to know whether it's time to jump or whether you're supposed to wait, and also why most of the time you're ready to get started now. Hey there, this is Heather Mulder, host of the Life & Law Podcast, and today we are going to talk about how to know when you're really ready, because you're ready when you choose to be. This is something that I hear a lot, in all honesty, and frankly, (laughs) I've been there. I remember back when I knew I wanted to leave the first firm that I started at. It was about three years into my career, but I thought, you know what, I'm only three years in. I'm not ready. And I didn't. I didn't do anything. I stayed there in the wrong fit for me, practicing an area that I actually didn't even want to practice in. And it was, when I say a wrong fit, it was really the wrong cultural fit for me as well, which frankly made me miserable for another two years before I quote unquote felt ready. But in all honesty, it's not that I actually felt ready. I just decided, okay, it's time. I chose to be ready. I remember talking to an attorney who I know well, who was trying to consider whether to go in-house to an interesting position or go to another law firm. She had two interesting opportunities. Both of them felt scary for varying reasons, and she just didn't feel like she was ready, and yet she was miserable where she was. Ultimately, she chose to go to the other firm, not because she thought it was actually the best choice for her, but because she felt like it was the safest choice because it is what she had been doing. And she was really worried about, you know, am I ready to be a GC? That was the position she was offered. Am I ready to get started? Guess what? She was. A couple years later, she realized she'd made a big mistake and she was now quote unquote ready. It's not that she actually learned more. It's not that she was ready any more than she was before other than She was in the right mindset to choose to be ready. Now, before we get any further, I want to talk about something that I think ruffles a lot of people's feathers from time to time. 
the difference between excuses and reasons. You'll often find people saying, oh, that's just an excuse. But here's the deal, y'all. One person's excuse is another person's reason and vice versa. I think at the end of the day, what's most important is for you to get really, really clear with yourself around where you feel you actually fall and be super honest with yourself, which means you're going to have to start challenging your assumptions. You're going to actually have to be more aware of what they are too, right? So you need to know what your assumptions are. You need to challenge them. You also need to get behind any doubts and fears, which usually relate to varying beliefs about yourself, about other people, about how the world works that you might need to tackle. All of these things are important to being able to choose to be ready, all right? One thing I want to note before I move on, I think I've said this before, but a lot of times, and this does actually not happen as much, (laughs) thankfully, as it used to. I think because I've gotten better in my marketing and how I explain what I do and how I help people and who is and is not a good client for me and who's really ready. But I do still from time to time get people who come to me who initially say, I'll do anything. I need a change. And it really doesn't matter whether this is mindset balance coaching or business coaching or my mastermind. They come to me, I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm going to do anything. And then we go through, you know, some questions that I ask and they start sharing And it becomes apparent that maybe they're not. And by the end of the session, they're like, well, this sounds great and I'd love to hire you, but I, I need to wait. And there's always a host of reasons and they always sound like good reasons. And then they come back to me three, four, five, six months later, sometimes a year or more and say, I'm ready now. And oh my God, I wish I'd hired you back then. One thing I tell them that I want to tell you is no matter what you've been contemplating, no matter whether you feel like you're ready now or you're not and you do in the future, no matter whether it's something that has been on your mind for a long time that you put off and now you feel like you're ready, that's okay. Give yourself permission to not always have to make the perfect decision and do not beat up on yourself for not being ready earlier. When you get to the point where you truly are ready, the worst thing you can do is to do a look back and say, oh, I wish I'd done it earlier because it's actually going to hurt you moving forward. That energy, that mindset is going to take away from your ability to really go all in on whatever it is you're going after, whatever the change is that you're going to make. So please do not do that to yourself. There's no point in it. And the fact of the matter is, If you didn't choose to be ready back then, you weren't, but now you are. And so that's really the important thing. You're you're ready when you choose to be. Now, my hope is that today's podcast helps you choose a little more quickly. It's going to give you some first thoughts, some reasons, some things I want you to remember about starting before you quote unquote feel ready. And then we're going to go into some questions that I want you to ask yourself to help challenge the assumptions, to help, you know, dig up the beliefs, the thoughts, the fears, the doubts that you need to face head on so that you can choose more quickly. All right, so let's get started. I want, I have five reasons why you should start before you quote unquote feel ready. 
Reason number one. Truth is, you're never going to feel ready. At least, you're incredibly unlikely to ever feel fully ready. Because the fact of the matter is, when we make a big change to our lives, whether it's going out on our own to start our own solo practice, whether it's moving firms, whether it's going in-house, whether it's deciding to end a relationship, I mean, this could be personal too, whatever the big thing is that's that next step up or that big change to your life, you're always going to have fears, doubts, and worries. It's normal. It's called being human. And the fact of the matter is there are no guarantees in anything. And we know this, right? And so you're always going to have that in the back of your head, that worry, that wonder, which is okay. You're never going to feel fully ready. And so this idea that, well, I'll start when I'm ready, it's never going to come if that's what you keep telling yourself. All right? So that's reason number one. You're never going to feel fully ready. Reason number two, acting creates momentum. So even if you get started in a small way, you've gotten started. It creates momentum. And momentum in a lot of ways. So I think I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Action brings clarity, y'all. You are not going to get clear staying stuck in your head. You are not going to know exactly what you want, exactly how you want it to work, exactly, you know, you're not going to know everything until you start taking action in some way, shape, or form towards the thing you think you might want to get closer. Sometimes we have to actually experience something before we know whether we actually want it or not. All of that is, is okay. That gives you clarity, and more clarity means you're actually going to know more about what you want, which means you're going to know more about how to make that happen. So it creates a natural momentum towards the right thing. It also makes you feel more motivated and inspired just by taking action, to know that you're doing something. And when I said it can be big or small, it doesn't always have to be big, okay? We often think that if we're going to do something, like that's a big change, we have to start off with that big leap. You don't. When I decided, when I knew 100% that I was out of practicing law, that I knew I didn't want to do that anymore, I actually knew about two years before I left my practice. And I knew, though, that whatever I was going to do, initially I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I needed to try some things out. I knew I needed to explore a little bit and get messy. And so I did. I did some soul searching. I tried some things out. I looked into some programs. And ultimately, within a couple of months, I think it was about four or five months actually, so not a couple, but four or five months, settled in on potentially coaching. And so my next step, my action step, was to register for some coaching courses through a reputable you know, training association so that I could get a better sense of what is this, how does it work, and do I like it? And then after I started doing that for a couple of months... I looked for a client and I started practicing and I went from there. At that point, I knew, okay, this is something I want to explore. Now I want to make sure I'm financially secure before I leave my firm because let's be honest, big law lawyers make some decent money (laughs) and I was giving that all up and starting from scratch with my new business and knew it could be a period of a couple of years before I really made decent money again and maybe I'd never make exactly the same money as I had. So I had to plan financially. So I kept taking steps 
in the right direction that felt really good, that created more momentum, but allowed me to take yet that next step and ultimately allowed me to leave the practice of law. But it doesn't have to be one big leap. And the thing that I have learned is that oftentimes when we do nothing and we stay stuck in our heads about the thing we want to do or change, we convince ourselves, well, that means I have to take the big leap because it's the easy way out, right? We have all these fears about failure and it's the easy way out to say, no, no, I can't do that because I have to take a big leap and that's just too much. We also assume, because our mind goes there, that it means we won't start feeling better until we've done all the things, until we've taken that big leap. And it's, it kind of paralyzes us. But that's not true. The truth is, once you start acting, even taking small steps in the right direction, it creates momentum and it creates energy and it changes your outlook because you know you're doing the things you need to be doing in the moment to get you to where you want to be. All right, so that was reason number two. Acting creates momentum. Reason number three. Doing is the best teacher. And y'all, mistakes can actually be magic. So just like acting creates momentum, you don't learn without doing. You just don't. And it's going to teach you so much, not just, like I said before, around you know, more clarity. It's not just going to give you clarity that it's going to do, but it's going to teach you more about you. It's going to show you that you are capable of taking risks, calculated risks, and landing on your feet. And that when you make mistakes, you can rectify them. Because when you start out on a new path, when you do new and interesting and novel things for you, or you things that feel risky, like starting your own firm, or choosing to really grow your business big and step out on a limb and put yourself out there, right, by speaking, even though you've always been terrified of speaking. There's a lot of ways that you might be doing this. You're going to learn a lot about yourself and you're going to learn a lot more about what you're capable of. And those mistakes that you will make along the way because you're doing new things for you and things that feel a little scary, They're going to teach you so much more about what you are capable of in those moments because you're capable of so much. Our mind loves to assume the worst and it loves to assume the worst without ever being able to rectify anything or learn from anything, which is incorrect, right? When you make a mistake, you are capable of stepping back, thinking on it for a moment and figuring out what you want to learn and then utilizing that information to move forward better. So doing is the best teacher. Reason number four, just like acting creates momentum, purpose is revealed through action. It's similar to the clarity I talked about, but it's more than that. So when we think on purpose, what is my purpose? What fulfills me? All these questions, you know, most lawyers I know go into the law because they want to serve others, because they want to help. And there's always some type of a making an impact, making a difference. We all do it for that reason, 
regardless of what kind of law you you practice. And yet we get caught up in just kind of going along with the flow and doing what everybody else does because it's the path of least resistance. It's where everybody else is. It's how they're doing things. And we, we forget our purpose, which of course I'm coming back to your values. Purpose isn't this, I think people get really mistaken when they think about what purpose actually is and isn't. Yes, purpose can come from doing big things for a lot of people, like saving the world in some way, shape, or form, right? But that's not really how most of us derive purpose. Purpose for most of us, and really for everybody to some extent, is derived by utilizing our skills and strengths in a way that helps others, both big and small ways. And there are lots of ways to do it. I think we get caught up in that this is how I've always done it, so why am I not feeling fulfilled anymore? The thing is, newsflash, first off, you may have gotten on the wrong path, as I've talked before. I had a whole podcast around this, so if you didn't listen to that, go back and check it out. I'll put it in the show notes. It's really around uh, what I like to call the lawyer paradox. But even if you did go down the right path, at some point, you've changed. Like everything that happens in your life and to you and around you changes you. Also, your circumstances change over time. And all of those things impact you and change you. So what brings you purpose might change. Now, your values don't necessarily change in a big way, although, as I've talked about previously, there can be changes to them because of the things that happen to you and because of your experiences. But how you like to define them will probably at least change a little bit. Which ones are bigger priorities to you may change. The kind of hierarchy of your values may change over time based on circumstances and life experiences. And so that will also have an impact. And so you only can figure that out, though, truly by acting. Just like acting creates momentum, and for the same reason acting creates momentum, you're going to figure out a lot more about how to show up, align to your values in the best way possible in a way that makes you feel content, at ease, and more purposeful. Purpose is revealed primarily through action. You get stuck in your head, you're never going to figure it out. Because here's what happens. When you stay in your head and you can't figure out, you know, how do I align to my values? What does this actually mean? Because things have changed. Your mind is always going to go back to what it's known before. Which is why you get stuck. Because here's what it's always done. Here's what I've always done. Here's what I've always known. Why is this not working anymore? Well, because you've changed, but you can't figure out how exactly you've changed and what that means until you start making some course corrections and figure out how that feels and then where to go from there. So you've got to take action. All right. So that was reason number four. Reason number five, final reason. It can be riskier to do nothing than it is to get started. And this is one we lawyers love to forget. I think, frankly, this is human nature. But because of our lawyer training and always seeing risk, we tend to overemphasize the risk of change, the risk of doing differently. We think, oh, uncertainty means failure. And it could be, but often it's not. And again, I said this before, but this applies here too. 
our brains are pre-wired to A, see the negative and assume the worst, which means it assumes, your brain is assuming you can't do anything, you can't learn anything, and you can't course correct as you go. The other thing is we look at all of those things that could happen, the what if in the negative. We forget to look at the other side of the ledger, but what if in the positive? What if it does work out? What if all that stuff doesn't happen and the best possible scenario happens? Or at least something good happens and we can learn from it and we can do better and we can end up somewhere amazing. We do not see that. So perhaps the risk of doing nothing is actually higher than doing something. And here's what I mean by that. When we stay stuck inside of our heads and don't take action when we want to, that's energetically going to drain the heck out of you. It takes a toll on your own mental health, which over time takes a whole toll on your physical health. I talked recently about, you know, the mental health of lawyers and about how bad this can get. Well, this is part of that, y'all. If you are in a space where you want something very different, but you've been thinking on it forever and not doing because you don't feel like you're quote unquote ready, I got news for you. That's impacting you. It's impacting you mentally and it's impacting you physically in negative ways. And think about the ripple effect of that and where you end up. So if you don't know my story, what finally got me after years of being in the wrong fit practice, the wrong fit culture, was my husband looking at me in an exasperated manner saying, Heather, you have a choice. (laughs) Which, you know, I didn't take too well to in the moment. But I woke up the next morning and I'm like, oh my God, he's right. That was the moment I realized I do have a choice and it's time to make a change. Because what was happening is I was complaining so much. He was tired of it. And it was impacting our relationship because I was so negative. You bring these things home with you. You don't check them at the door when you walk in or walk out. It impacts your relationships. It impacts how you show up for other people too. There is a negative ripple effect. If I had just kept going and never changed and gone another few years, for all I know, we could have been divorced by now. And I'm not kidding. It was impacting me in a very big way. So final reason was, it can be riskier to do nothing than it is to get started. Don't assume doing nothing is better than starting before you feel ready. Oftentimes, it's not. Okay, now, sometimes, not gonna lie, it's not time for you. Maybe there are some things you need to brush up on or things you need to learn or training you need. Like when I decided I wanted to leave law, I knew I couldn't just jump out with no safety net at all. I needed to be financially secure because I was starting from scratch. I also wanted to have a certain amount of training, right? And so it's not, my starting wasn't like a huge big thing. I started small and built from there. Sometimes maybe you do need to wait for whatever reason. Also, sometimes it's just some thought that you thought of that you're not all in on, right? Sometimes we get seeds planted about this big vision or dream that maybe isn't even ours. And yet we keep obsessing over it because we feel like we should be doing that thing. And it takes energy and it wastes our time. 
So how do you figure out, A, if it's time and your reasons are no longer valid, and B, whether this is really the thing you want? Well, I want you to start asking questions, really good questions. So first up, start with, why do I want this? And create a vision for what you truly want. And when you create that vision, really lean into, well, what would this look and feel like if I got what I wanted? Let's assume everything goes perfectly. Everything goes right. I end up there. What does that look like? How am I living my day-to-day? How is that impacting my relationships? How does that impact my finances? Like go through the whole thing and connect it to your values. Does this connect to my values? Is this real? Is this what I want? How does, how do I know? Like you got to feel into it to see if this is really your what I want or the should, okay? And if you're like, okay, yeah, no, this really is, but I'm still not sure I'm ready. Here are the questions to start asking to expose the fears and doubts, to expose the beliefs behind them that you need to start tackling so that you can choose to be ready. Ask, what am I afraid of? What fears are holding me back? What do I worry about? Where do I have doubts about myself and my own abilities? Ask that question again and again and get it all down. And I, again, as per usual, recommend you write this down because you can't keep track of everything in your head very well, (laughs) okay? So ask what you're afraid of. Ask what doubts you have. Ask, you know, get out on the paper all the what-ifs that keep rolling around in your head on the failures, the mistakes, the doubts, the worries, that kind of stuff. Then keep asking and make sure you get them all. And then for each one, what's behind that? What do I believe? What thinking is behind that? You're going to find that a lot of these doubts, a lot of these fears, a lot of these worries relate to beliefs that you have based on past experiences, based on how you grew up, based on things you've seen happen to other people. You need to figure out what those beliefs are. Those are the important beliefs that you have to challenge. Not the fear itself, but the belief that creates the fear. And once you get those down, and this could take a while, y'all. I hate to break it to you. It might take you 10 or 15 minutes to do. It may take you an hour to go through all these beliefs, right? Because it takes some time to get them out and think on them and make sure these are the real ones that you have. Then you challenge each and every one. Is this really true? When might it not be true? I've asked that question before. When you identify your beliefs behind fears, worries, and doubts, you need to challenge them every single time. Okay. Yeah, that may be true sometimes, but is that always true? Is that for real true all the time? Like, really? Challenge it in that way. And then ask, when is this not true? What evidence do I have that this isn't always the case? This helps your mind see that, okay, it doesn't have to be that way. There are some other what-ifs that could be good on the other side of the coin. It allows your mind to start going there so that you can make a better, more intentional decision about if you're ready, if you're ready to choose. Now, another thing to ask is, well, How do I perceive the quote-unquote work 
that needs to be done. With change, with a big goal, with anything big in this area, we often make assumptions around the work that needs to be done to get us to the place we want to be. So for example, if you want to grow your book of business to a million dollars and you're only at 200000 that takes work. Well, you are making assumptions about what kind of work if you're not actually doing the work yet or enough of it, right? And I see this a lot. We assume it's going to take longer. We assume it's going to be more time intensive. We assume a lot of of things. Do you actually know the time, energy, and effort that's going to be needed to make what you want a reality? What assumptions are you making? It is really important to identify this because this is a lot of the like a big piece of the puzzle that I personally have found with a lot of my new clients that's been holding them back. And I see this a lot in lawyers. We always assume the work is going to be the hardest work possible, take the longest, and not going to be fun. But what if that weren't true? That's when you start looking at those assumptions, looking at the thoughts you have behind the work and challenging those. When is that not true? Is hard work really not fun? When can it be fun? I mean, let's get real, y'all. Hard work you do every single day, and you enjoy a lot of it. Most attorneys like the work that they do because it's interesting and challenging. This is a way to start identifying how you can flip the switch in your brain around the work that must be done to get you whatever it is you want, that you're thinking about doing but don't feel ready. And, and this is important, helps you to ask the next question. Because remember, (laughs) doing nothing can be riskier than getting started and making a change. And so guess what? It's hard work to not do anything too. And this is where you start to remind yourself of that and ask, well, which hard is preferable for me right now? Which hard would I prefer? Because this is where you get really, really honest about doing nothing means what's the negative impact on your current life, on your relationships, on your business. It's all going to depend on what the question at hand is, right? What's the ripple effect of all of the stress related to the energy that you're, you know, putting forth to thinking about it all the time and worrying over it and wanting something you don't feel like you can have at this time? That hard is hard too. Well, would you rather continue to have that hard or would you rather continue into the uncertainty? Which feels scarier to you? I will tell you that when I started realizing, I don't know if I want to practice law anymore, there was definitively this gut reaction of, ooh, what does that mean? That's scary. I trained forever. I practiced for, at the time, it was over 16 years. When I first started thinking about this, I did practice for over 18 years by the time I left, but it was really, really scary. And I had to sit there and think, okay, but doing nothing means and list out all of those things. I knew how unhappy I'd be if I did nothing, if I didn't search, if I always questioned, was there something better for me out there? And by the way, I went through the same process when I finally decided to choose to look for a different firm earlier in my career. What's the hard work related to not doing anything about it? What does that mean versus the hard work of trying something new? 
that, by the way, you can always choose to change. You always have a choice. You can continue to make choices. The next question to ask, we only have a couple more, y'all, is, am I stuck in all or nothing thinking? I had a whole episode on this not long ago. We lawyers love to play around in all or nothing thinking. Got to go all in and do everything or I can do nothing at all. No, you can do something. You can start small. There are small incremental changes that can lead to big changes. Am I stuck in all or nothing thinking? And if you're not sure, go back and listen to that episode. I will put a link to it in the show notes. This is one of the reasons why we get stuck in analysis paralysis. We feel stuck because we feel like there is no real choice. It's all in or nothing at all. Not true. Your next question, if you're still leaning towards, I'm still not sure I'm truly up for it. A lot of times by this point, you're like, all right, I'm ready. You're either ready to let go because you realize this isn't really what I want, or you're ready to go and make a choice to take a step. If you're not at one of those two places, the next question to ask is, when will I be ready and how will I know I'm ready? You need to get clear around what does it mean that I'm saying I'm not ready still. Give yourself a timeline. All right, I'll know within the next six months because I have steps A, B, and C, and those all will take place within the next six months. Okay, well, at the end of next six months, I'm reevaluating and making the choice at that time. And my choice is one of two things. Either I take that next step because I'm ready to get started, or I'm ready to give up on this, on this desire, on this dream, on whatever it is, which is your next question. Am I ready to give up on it now? Here's the thing, y'all. At the end of the day, you get to choose when you are ready. My hope for you in whatever your I'm not sure I'm ready thing is, that the reasons I gave you to think on today for why you can start before you feel ready and the questions that I've given you will give you a lot more clarity and will enable you, no, empower you to take that first step. Because the one thing I do know is you will be in a better place no matter what because you'll learn so much about you and your capabilities and your ability to land on your feet and course correct as you go. Start before you feel ready. You will not regret it. And if you are a partner, shareholder of counsel attorney, senior attorney who is choosing to be ready for growth in your business, in your practice, I invite you to apply for Elevate. I've been talking about it now for a couple of weeks. Applications are still open through the remainder of this month, October of 2023. The top three things current Elevate participants say they get out of it is, number one, a clear roadmap for how to achieve their big business goals in any economic environment. Number two, a perfect combo pack of concrete strategies tailored to their specific needs, coupled with mindset coaching that maximizes ROI. And number three, support that challenges them to leave their comfort zones and gives them a safe space for sharpening their ideas. Please check it out if that sounds like what you are in need of and the perfect complement to making your choice to be ready to grow your business exponentially in the year ahead. That is it for today. We will be back next week with another episode. Bye for now. Ready to build your ideal business around the life you actually want? 
want to exponentially increase clients, revenues, and income without sacrificing your values, relationships, or health. Elevate Attorney Business Mastermind was designed specifically for you. Uniquely designed to take you from feeling like yet another unsupported and isolated attorney, uncertain about how to distinguish yourself from your peers, and spinning your wheels trying to figure it all out, to confident in the business of law and most importantly, in how to get yourself and your practice to the next level without losing you in the process. Doors to Elevate are currently open, but will not stay that way for long. Learn more and apply now at coursecorrectioncoaching.com forward slash business development mastermind.